That's what I was looking for. Little cat sound at the end was pretty good too. everyone and welcome to Flavor of the Geekcast. We are happy to bring you our 10th episode and today's theme of course is Stranger Things. If only this were episode 11 that would have been fitting. Uh, I'm Robin as always and I'm joined by my co-hosts and we're going to play a actual free association game. So as I introduce you guys, I want you to say the first thing that comes to your mind after your introductory title. Oh, the pressure is pressure is on. Yes, the pressure is on. So today I am joined by Ben, who would defeat the demigorgon using hot dog. It was it just happened! Katie, who would use her powers of telekinesis to <laughs> Hot dog. <laughs> you can't say hot dog for that. It wouldn't make sense. Um, bangers and mash. <laughs> <laughs> she would use the powers of telekinesis to make some mean bangers and mash. Moaz, whose Christmas lights fell out. Ironing board. I don't Ironing know. board. Did you did you pull the look around the room and see the first thing? No. No, He's, no, no, no. He was in a hotel room, so he might have seen an ironing board. No, I, I, I looked around the room. I happened to just be looking over at the ironing board in the corner. So I like it. Yeah. I mean, those things We're are useful. terrible at this. That it's was really a pretty <laughs> horrible free association. I felt like I did pretty well. I, <laughs> yeah, because you stole it. Plagiarism. No, there's no, it didn't happen. It's called a callback. What was I the panic word? It, it was like cranberry. Like panic dog? word was hot dog. Was hot dog. That's my he panic panics word. Panics just says hot dog. <laughs> hot dog. <laughs> Remember, it's like a, it's a, a wonderful life. Yeah, it's like it's a wonderful. Yeah. Speaking. So there's telekinesis and Christmas lights in this in the show. Yes, yes, there are. yes. Uh, that that brings us back to Stranger Things, our topic for the day, and also reveals that uh, while Moaz, Ben, and I have seen it, uh, Katie has not. So yeah. one of our goals of this episode is to try to convince Katie that A, it's not too scary for her to watch, and B, it's absolutely worth her time. Mm -hmm. So I thought we could start off by trying to describe Stranger Things to Katie using pop culture references only. Can I start? Yes. So imagine the Goonies as like the grandparent, and then the X-Files as like their kid, and then... Like their the X Files kid would be Stranger Things. All right, say no more. I mean, do but yes. And then also like the X Files got married to like Drive's soundtrack. Whoa, God. Yes. Uh, I heard the introduction, uh, the song for it, and it is awesome. It does does wrote me a lot of the Drive soundtrack, which is one of my favorite movie soundtracks. Shout out to Kavinsky. I like this whole family tree thing we have going on here. Like, what yeah. else would be in that family tree, though? Ooh, uh, I think Stephen King would be kind of the goofy uncle that's not actually uncle by blood, but no, see, that's always a turn off. That's a turnoff for me because Stephen King stuff scares the crap out of me. But he's not like blood 
he's not like a blood relative. He's like a very close friend of the family that you just. Okay. Call, he's like, like the one that like gives you awkward hugs on, over the holidays. Everyone they call him like, uncle, yeah. but he's not really okay. An uncle. Yeah. Okay. Who else is in the family? Ghostbusters. <laughs> uh, I'm actually trying to look up my tweets that I made about it back when I watched originally. <laughs> What other, because it's very heavy in terms of the 80s culture, right? That yes. brings back. I mean, it's it's set in like 83, so it kind of okay. has that late 70s, early 80s vibe. Okay. And they obviously borrow a lot of stuff from like the late 80s that probably wasn't around during that time, but just for the sake of building that world, they just kind of threw it in there. So what exactly makes it into this family tree? What makes it so good? I think E.T. is also in there somewhere. I know okay. that's not the answer to the question, but I, I that's another thing that really struck me as I was watching it is it felt like I was watching a little bit of E.T., like E.T.'s its cousin. I, I did get that mood. vibe, especially as they're riding around on their bicycles. That's what I got from the trailer. And I was so close to watching it this weekend, but I just didn't. You got sidetracked. <laughs> Do it. I did get sidetracked by Destiny a little bit. And think- The Witcher 3, but it's okay. It's a good thing I, to get sidetracked by, though. It really is. And if you can make it through the first five minutes, I thought those were potentially the most frightening. And again, I'm a horrible person to judge, judge scare factor because <laughs> I don't... <laughs> I watched Hush alone by myself in the dark the other night and oh was God. having a jolly good time of it and slept soundly that night. So Robin here knows how uh, easily I get scared, and she likes to take advantage of that sometimes. So... <laughs> My uh, my my trust is uh, in Ben and in Waz's interpretation of Stranger Things, <laughs> not Robin's. I will I will say this: there are freaky moments. They're not like Stephen King freaky. They're more like jump scare. Oh, okay, things are fine. Okay. Silent Hill. It's, okay. it's, it's basically Silent Hill. I can without, handle Silent Hill without the creepy like 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 sex things. There's none of that. <laughs> It's Silent Hill minus the creepy sex stuff. Because okay. it's about like, kids. The whole idea of all the bad stuff is literally ripped right out of Silent Hill. Like, really? Wholesale. Yeah. I had to search through my entire Twitter history to get back to it to remember <laughs> it. The antagonist, the, the all the bad stuff is all just Silent Hill stuff. I don't think I could ever enjoy Silent Hill then because Stranger Things, like every, I was a very passive observant in all the events where stranger things like you would have to play through them. I don't think I have the intestinal fortitude for that. I mean, I I can understand that. What do you mean? If I was playing silent Hill, I'd be like, hell no, I refuse to (laughs) to do this. Just power button. And I would walk away and read a book. So I actually did a, for a grad school project, Robin, you remember when I did it, the, uh, the silent Hill walkthrough where you take away like a person's ability to hear and mm-hmm. with survival horror, and everyone playtested Silent Hill with a different sensor, um, sensory organ taken away. So, like, their hearing was taken away, their sight. And there were people who literally, a lot of them weren't gamers, but they just turned the game off and walked away and were done. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, thanks. But Silent Hill is a lot, it's, it's very slow paced in terms of how you play through it and stuff like that. But I feel like if I, I just watched the Resident Evil trailer today, the new the new Resident Evil trailer, yeah. and I was super excited about that. Um, also creeped out, but I get really curious about scary things, and that tends to be my downfall because then I don't sleep for days after I research 
creepy pastas and figure out more about them. So Katie, my one fear is researching <laughs> and watching this and then not getting sleep. Because you kind of start sleep. to like think about it. You'll sleep, especially because I guarantee once you get started, you it's really Won't hard stop. to stop until you're done. Okay, because it's only eight episodes. Oh, that's and, it. Yeah, yeah, before yeah. you know it, you'll be on episode like six, and you'll be like, "Huh, maybe I should just finish it. this off." Okay. But uh, yeah, I I still stand by what I originally said, like back when I was first watching it, and I started like typing in all the chats that I'm in, like, "You guys need to watch this." It's it's not scary as much as it is like thriller, like a suspenseful thriller mm-hmm. kind of thing. Okay. It's not like gross murder where someone gets like stabbed with a knife or something, or there's not like some crazy jump scare thing. Like it's just. You know something's coming, and you have to watch the people, like, get really close to almost getting caught, and that's, like, as intense as it gets. Okay. Ben, let's not lie here. There is a couple of jump scares. There. A couple, but there aren't, like... You can see them coming. They're not prevalent. If you're observant, you can see them coming. They are super pronounced. Yes. I'll just watch them in daylight. (laughs) There you go. Yeah. See, so that was that was my thought process. I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch this in the daytime because it's supposed to be scary. And then the scarier parts, like in later episodes, which aren't that scary to begin with, I, it was pitch black in my apartment. I was by myself. There was no one around, and I was totally fine. So, what exactly is it about then? Because that's one thing that I also don't know. I don't and know if we should tell you because that like would it spoil I mean, it. Yeah. Maybe we can give a little bit bit of background on, like, the characters, but beyond, like, the very first, maybe I would say half an hour of the show, we probably shouldn't go much more beyond that. Because, like, discovering what makes the characters is part of the fun of the show. There's a lot of, like, flashbacks. So we can leave character info out and, of course, how the season ends out, but we can speculate where it's going somehow without trying to spoil it for Katie. Yeah. Which will be an interesting sort of fence to... (laughs) climb over once we reach it a hurdle i guess uh but effectively it takes place in 1983 in some small town in uh indiana i think it is the a bunch of kids are playing dungeon and dragons um and on their way home a little boy named will byers just vanishes um you kind of see what happens to him but you don't know a whole lot of information about it you just know that that little kid is gone um so his mom played by winona Ryder, joyce is looking for him uh there's kind of a deadbeat police chief or at least someone who you pick up as kind of deadbeat at first named jim hoppers also uh, launching his investigation and then Will's friends, uh, the most amazing child actors ever, uh, Dustin, um, Mike, and Lucas, uh, find a girl um, who seems to have special powers and calls herself Eleven or L for short. Uh, and they and she claims to know where Will is. So that's the sort of grounding conflict uh, that causes everything to spiral into motion. Yeah, Did I leave anything out? The only thing I could say that you left out is there is a character named Barb who <laughs> What about Barb? Barb is Barb is great. You'll mm-hmm. you'll maybe like Barb a lot. You should get very attached to Barb. She also, is the, the one you want to align yourself with. Why? These She's got great Shoes and, and glasses and hair. Vest. And she might be playing Squirrel Girl if they ever make a movie or like a TV show. 
You should love Barb. Get very attached emotionally um, to her character and very invested. I'm not going to tell you what to do. I'm you're, looking you're at pictures of her right now. Don't do that. You're probably Don't gonna, do that. You can't yeah. look stuff up because there might be get, spoilers. You're going to get spoiled. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, man. Uh. I, no, it's, it's okay. I see that she's wearing... She, she has glasses and red hair. A cool She's windbreaker. Very, she has a very '80s wardrobe, like everyone else on this show. But is she a, a teacher? No. no. She's just very '80s. Kids are students. Okay, thank God. Like in yeah. like high school or whatever. She is the best friend of Will's sister. Okay. So. Yeah. So Will is the missing boy. Will is the missing boy. No, she. Uh, Nancy is Mike's sister. The like the lead. White boy with the black Oh, hair. yeah, that's right. I always get them confused. Whoops. Yeah. No. Yeah, so Nancy, um, the Wheelers, that's right. Um, so Nancy's Mike's sister. Mike is uh, one of the main kids uh, in the quest to get Will back. He would, he, Mike is pretty much the main character of the show. Like, there's a bunch of main characters, but Mike is, like, the main, main one. And but then you also should get very attached to Dustin because he's the coolest kid ever. Like, Dustin. he... He is the good guy of the group. I he's just oh, he's so precious and adorable. Dustin is great. All the characters are great. In the they're, show. All they're all great. All really good characters. Like, like every single really one. There are a lot of times where I was watching specifically the the child. Oh god, actors. I think I know what happens to Barb. She was covered in goop. Oh, Katie. It's okay. I don't know what happens. Okay, to she all. gets gooped. So there's that. <laughs> Spoiled it. She gets gooped. She gets slime. No, like, gets, she gets vagrant. Are there aliens in this? Silent Hill. Silent Hill is all you need to know. Okay. But yeah, uh, the the thing that really struck me as I was watching through, specifically for the child actors, is you're watching it and you like eventually forget that you're watching a TV show because of how well they interact with each other. It almost felt like they were actually friends. Then guess what? When it's all over, we find out that they are all actually really good friends. Oh, mm-hmm. are they? Yeah, they they hang out all the time. Uh, they they've done videos and they've hung out and they've they're they're great. At the oh. very least, Katie, you should watch their performance of Uptown Funk at the Emmys because what? it's adorable. Yeah, watch everything they did at the Emmys. Does, like, does from Stranger the Things get any Emmys? Yeah, it did. I'm pretty sure. That's I think all the kids awesome. got some. They also yeah. handed out peanut butter and jelly sandwiches to everyone. Yeah, the kids did. Yeah, they, they rode through the aisles and they gave out people uh, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches on bikes. So I have a very important question, and that is, where do I go exactly to fill out the adoption paperwork for all of them? <laughs> because oh, I, I need to hat. adopt these children. You're looking at more things. You need to stop. I don't see, I, I just see it. I, just I don't want to adopt hat. them. I just want to play Dungeons and Dragons with them. Yes. Okay. Yeah. No, adoption is way too much of a responsibility. Let's just play Dungeons and Dragons with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the last time they played Dungeons and Dragons and someone got got, they got got by a, a getter, you know? <laughs> they got got <laughs> by a getter. What is uh, a getter? What is the getter? Oh, God. The getter is one who got. It's the guy. What's a demigorgon? It's a demigorgon. Is a D&D bad guy. I'm trying to play like the a pronoun game here and not like give away what is happening. Well, it's saying hard. that it's a and d bad guy, I don't think reveals too much. No. It's actually a literal dragon. It's literally a five-headed dragon. The literal dungeon and dragon comes to get the kid. Do you know what is just uh, like an interesting little anecdote I read about this show? Uh, Millie Bobby Brown, who plays uh, L or Eleven, as she's known in the show. She mm-hmm. 
she had really long hair before the show started and she was like on the fence and super iffy about like shaving her head for the role. So they just showed her Mad Max Fury Road and they were like, look how amazing and awesome you could be with short hair. And she was like, no, I'll be like a boy, da, 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 da. They're like, no, look, Charlize Theron did it. And she had this amazing character, Furiosa, and everyone loved her. And she was the best part of Mad Max. So she was like, okay, if Charlize Theron could do it, I can do it. I, it's I love really it. a really good movie. A really, really good movie. It's mm-hmm. a great movie. And the fact that Elle took inspiration from Furiosa speaks to me on a very personal level. <laughs> Especially with like whenever her nose starts bleeding, her, the way she wipes it off gets sassier and sassier as she goes on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> her nose bleeds? I want to know what's happening. I'm getting so curious. See, this is it. We're well, doing it. We're going to get to the point where it. I'm resisting the air. I couldn't watch it. By the end of I us recording this podcast, off. you are going to go and you're going to be like, I should go to sleep, but I could watch an episode. And then we're going to find out from you that you stayed up until four o'clock watching all the episodes and you hate yeah, us. I have so many faculty meetings tomorrow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is why the great universe gave us the Netflix app on our phones. No, please don't watch, watch Netflix. The- please don't watch Netflix in a meeting. Please don't do that. Oh, I thought you meant like before I go to sleep. That's even worse. Yeah, watch them though. in the meetings. I wouldn't. I feel like there are probably people who do that though. I know there are teachers Definitely. who are just done. They're just done. I know my students do it in the back of my classroom. That's why I take their cell phones now. They should not do that if they're nope. listening. Don't do that. Pay attention. Listen to Miss Goodman. Obey. Hello. She's trying to get your learn on, and you're not even <laughs> trying to get your learn on, and you're too busy watching Stranger Things, which is what we're talking about on your cellular devices. And start learning, especially if you don't have unlimited data. Yeah, no, that's that is a massive data. Your parents will be right real there. upset, and you won't have a phone after that. <laughs> so right. uh, we talk a lot about the kids, but we haven't really talked about the adults, who are kind of like the background characters in the show, but Winona Ryder and uh, David Harbour so do a really good job. Whenever I th- whenever I think of, speaking of like missing, messing up Michael Jackson and um, Shaq, I always mess up. I always mess up even worse. <laughs> you made it even worse You're just Michael Katie. Jackson. <laughs> Holy I need to go to sleep. I always mix up Sigourney Weaver and Winona Ryder. Is it because of that horrible Aliens movie that they both starred in? Wait, they were both in Aliens? It wasn't in Aliens. Aliens Resurrection. Yeah, it was Resurrection. I don't know. Wasn't Winona Ryder the... The kid or like the young lady? Yeah. Not the... She was like... What's the word for it? Synth. Xenomorph? Not the xenomorph. She was like the the synthetic human, effectively. The cyborg. Are you talking about Prometheus? No, I'm talking about Alien Resurrection, which is the worst one. I don't know why I'm dedicating so much breath to it. (laughs) (laughs) But no, that's not why. I just just think that they're the same person for some odd reason. It's probably because their names have some similar letters between them. Winona Ryder and Sigourney Weaver. Well, they both deal with old crafts, like weavers and writers, and that's hard to keep straight. Yeah. That's true. And they both just come from, like, the same genre of badass, awesome women. I will say the one thing that Alien Resurrection has in its favor is that Winona Ryder is a badass, uh, as is Sigourney Weaver. 
Also, another instance of an actress who shaved her head for a role and just was amazing in it. Yeah, I'm noticing a trend here. When actresses shave their heads, amazing things happen. She Um, was really great. I think one of the great things about this show is that the adults are not these perfect creatures where they know best and everything they do turns out great. If anything, a lot of the steps they take are kind of steps that you're like, why are you doing this? Do that instead. And they're very fallible characters, which is great to see. And, and when very, the writer in particular yes. makes some very interesting life choices yeah. in her purchase of telephones and a variety of Christmas lights off-season. I mean, who I doesn't s- buy Christmas lights off-season, though? They're so much cheaper. No, not like this. You'll, you'll see what... She went kind of crazy with it. It's I think kind of the like more... how Katie decorates her apartment at Christmas. You though. decorate your apartment like the room in, in Stranger Things? Yeah, she does. <laughs> if you go to one of Katie's Christmas parties. Why would you go they're... to any other house for Christmas? You, you shouldn't. That's the whole point. That It's a magical <laughs> thing. The only thing she doesn't do is paint the ABCDs on the wall. I was going to say, how are you going to get the messages in there if you don't have the letters? Well, she... She does it through feeling the spirit of Christmas. Oh. That's what her powers of telekinesis are actually for. <laughs> Convenes with do. Christmas. Yep, not fingers and mash Christmas. Make the uh, make the wall wadja bird. You know the, the what what what? It's it's a giant Ouija board. No, <laughs> you will never do that. No, not in this house. <laughs> Crazy. So little known fact uh, about that one uh, famous scene between Winona Ryder and certain electronic devices where she's acting off of them and you get really emotionally invested and in whether mm-hmm. or not the electronic device responds. Uh, she took inspiration for that scene by Katie talking to her Christmas lights while untangling them. You talk to your Christmas lights? Of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> They bring emotion to my house and apartment. Are you actually so, Winona Ryder? It's strange. She might be. <laughs> or am I Sigourney Weaver? Or am I Michael Jackson? We'll <laughs> never know. <laughs> Do you um, know what's awesome about this show? We've been talking for almost half an hour. And as a person who's trying to be as vague as possible, but like I know what happens, everything we've said is the most disparate and disjointed things ever but somehow once you watch the show you'll be able to see the thread that connects all of them and it will all make sense vigil by the swimming pool so again another reason i needed to watch it so this podcast makes more sense to me exactly yes yes but from talking about like 80s films i think that you have a a good point in terms of the development of child characters versus adult characters because mm-hmm. a lot of times when you look at how adult characters were made in movies like The Goonies and things like that or in Angels in the Outfield, they are perfect entities. And it's nice because I think it, from my perspective, it looks like Stranger Things actually highlights both of the worlds equally yes. in that respect. So it focuses a lot on the kids, but it also focuses on the fact that the adults are dealing with things as well. And it maintains the tradition of the kids having almost a better idea of what's going on uh, than ah. the adults. At times, excepting one adult, uh, perhaps, (laughs) um, who, you know, obviously falls under a little bit of social judgment because of it. Uh, But it does follow like that tradition with the Goonies uh, going after the treasure and trying to warn about the criminals and um, even Super 8 uh, with the kids. And I know that's not an 80s movie, but it follows that tradition with the kids and the alien. Uh, So it's very much... 
done to that genre, and it does it in a very, very well-wrought fashion uh, while also paying homage where it needs to. I, I think at one point the cop is literally reading Cujo by Stephen King. <laughs> yes. Have we ever seen this genre put into a TV show before, or is this really the first time, do you think? Forget TV show. I would say this is Twin the Peaks. first time in a movie where it's a movie or TV show. Sorry. It's Twin mm-hmm. Peaks. It's also yeah, very she, Twin, Twin, Peaks. Twin Peaks. It is, but Twin, Twin Peaks was less kid-oriented. Yeah. yeah. Still. But I mean, the whole kind of general overall idea. The vibe is very Twin Peaks, yeah. based on what little I've seen of it. From what I can remember, Twin Peaks was more of like a strange, just very, very strange world that those characters inhabited. It wasn't really referencing back, I think, like Stranger Things is. Because that, that, that came out like early 90s. So everyone remembered the late 80s at that point. Everyone that was old enough to be sitting there and watching Twin Peaks. So it's it's not like this where it's 30 years removed. Um, I, I just want there to be a movie or a TV series made of Deadly Premonition. This is one of my favorite video games of all time. <laughs> How did we forget that there is a John, there is like multiple John Hughes, I don't say references, but at least nods to John Hughes movies. In Stranger in, Things? In uh, Stranger Things, yeah. Like what? Like um, the whole scene with, I mean, pretty much every scene with like uh, Nancy and Steve or Nancy and Steve and uh, Jonathan and how they interact with each other and their social group. Can we talk about that? I could see where those references are coming through, but you said his name. Can we just talk about Steve for a moment? You mean John Raphael's father? Yeah, John Raphael's <laughs> father. They shave together John and Ralphio's everything. John father? From yes. Parks and Recreation is in the show? Yes. It's no. No, no, no. There is a character named Steve. He looks very much like... Um, John Raffio. He looks oh, like John Raffio. Does he die? Please tell me he dies. I can't tell you. You're going to have to watch. Wait, you want John Raffio to die or Steve? Because I, I was actually going to talk about... Um, John Raffio. Yeah, he's not actually in the show. Mm. His dad is. But his dad is. Remember, this takes place in the 80s. Okay. So it's a young iteration of his dad. He has to at least live long enough. <laughs> well, never mind. John I'm not going to go down that. But I was like, wait, is Parks and Recreation a sequel to Stranger yeah, Things? Yeah, that's what they yeah. <laughs> It's confirmed. That's what I like to Confirmed. Think. Especially yeah, since they've been like, making a lot of. Saying that that's the case. Yes, exactly. You heard it from us first, folks. <laughs> Stranger Things equals prequel to Parks and Recreation. Boom, just like that. No wonder why Leslie Nope is so intent on protecting her parks. Wait, wait, guys. Uh-oh. This show takes place in Indiana. Oh, my yeah. God. I'm just making <gasps> Oh, my God. the code. What? It's totally Parks and Recreation, guys. Uh, yes. <laughs> Does Lucas grow up to be purred happily? <gasps> oh, my God. I don't know who Lucas is, but yes. He's dirty. I don't understand it, but I agree. It's raining. Oh, jealous. <laughs> yeah. So one of the great things that the show manages to do is it gives you a bunch of character archetypes, and then it toys with your expectations about those archetypes, and then often trashes them. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that I was really pleasantly surprised about uh, was the development of Steve as a character, because when he first showed up, I hated that dude. Yes. Totally. 
He did to, come off. Like he did name. come off as a what is that guy's name? The guy, the blonde kid who was the bad guy in Karate Kid, who was the bad guy in every like teen eighties movie. Yeah, he even had Frank, the leather jacket. Frank Zapka. Yeah, he had the same hair and look and everything, and you just couldn't help but ha- but help him. But yep. sorry, hate him. I don't know why I said help him. I mean, yeah, hate him. It's help because he's bad. That's how that works. Why do you hate him? He's the popular kid. Let's put it that way. He yeah. he does some things. Okay. And they're bad things. Some not good things that aren't great. He's your, he associates with bad people. Yes. He's your he's typical 80s, brown. handsome, like, bad person from, like, a teen movie. And to no. be fair, the underdog also does some creepy things as well. I'm talking yeah. about oh, yeah. uh, the older yeah, brother yeah. of Phil Byers. You know, yes. usually the outcast is, like, the general good guy that... Uh, you're rooting for, and you do root for him in this show, but there's also some really questionable things that he does that the other characters are right to hold him accountable for, Jonathan, if not to yeah. the extent that they do. Yes. Like, yo, dude, you didn't really need to do that. It's not necessarily a good thing. Google, yeah. You're still it, Googling? No, I am of a very curious nature, which is <laughs> one reason why I'm window. a teacher. I I, Google, I wanted to see what a demigorgon was in oh. Dungeons and Dragons. I didn't think it had to do with Stranger Things directly because you didn't tell me. So I looked it up. Uh, and yeah, Silent Hill. Mm-hmm. Oh, Katie, we told that's, you to stop Googling. I, I, it wasn't intentional. It was, it was a Dungeons and Dragons Google. Please refrain from your Googling, madam. Your <laughs> Googling is disrupting your enjoyment of this wonderful TV series. That's not the only Silent Hill thing, though. Like, it's everything around the antagonistic. Everything is, is Silent Hill. And depending on... I shouldn't even say this because knowing you, you're going to Google it more. Uh, depending on what image you saw, you're not even seeing everything about the Demigorgon as well. Okay. Just be prepared. I'm going to be prepared. Do you know who Katie know? reminds me of? Oh. Katie reminds me of Mr. Clark from the show. Yes, yeah, she does. Mr. Clark <laughs> is just this awesome science teacher of theirs. He loves his kids and they love him and they go to him for advice all the time. Katie, you're Mr. Clark. Is that, a good, is that a good thing? It's a great yeah, thing. Great Mr. Thing. Clark is, is the awesome. kindest, most unassuming character on that show. Does he live? <laughs> like how you're, We're not going to tell you who lives. Okay, okay, okay. Do they live? I just, it, living is nice. It's a good thing. It's pretty good, I guess. I'm like, also, sorry. Are some of the questions that they ask him that he answers just like, well, theoretically speaking, and doesn't even think twice about why these kids might be asking these things. Like, like Astral projection tank or suspension tank or whatever. Uh, sensory deprivation tank. Sensory deprivation tank. These kids call him. I, I don't mind talking about this because it's not going to spoil too much. At his home and ask about sensory deprivation tanks. On a Saturday he, night when he has yes. company over. He's like, he's doing a date thing and these kids yeah. are calling him way too first, late. You, first of all, you don't, he's doing it wrong. <laughs> yeah. Elaborate. You just, you don't, one, you don't answer your phone from your students on a Saturday night. Okay. Two, you don't give your students your phone number. You did so, in the 80s, miss. This you is did in the 80s. 80s. Oh, that's a good point. Okay. Valid point. Small town Indiana in the also, 80s. Neighbor to Pawnee, Indiana, perhaps. They're, they're like best friends with him, too. Like, they're, he's literally one of their, their friends. Okay. So, he, like, they talk. He's not just like, he's just a teacher. To be fair, my students have found my Snapchat, so. Uh-oh. <laughs> I know. Trouble. 
It's cool. That's that's the new giving the phone uh, phone number of the eighties is now giving the Snapchat. That's not true at all. <laughs> What's his name, Mister? Mister Clark. You're gonna look him up. I'm not gonna look him up. I'm you done googling. No, I think you Google take Mr. that Clark. finger off the mouse, young lady. Unless I, I got very southern. I was gonna say, <laughs> young lady. One of my favorite conversations that Quit they have with him around. is a huge spoiler, and I can't talk about it because of it. And I guarantee, if you look him up, you'll you'll get it. Uh, Katie can potentially plug her ears. I can. I can plug my ears. And then you could put your hand up on Zencaster, our wonderful platform. Put, you put my hand down. I did put your put your hand up when she can unplug her ears. Is what I'm saying. Oh, okay. It's not actual hands. It's through Zencaster. Okay. It's fake hands. Fake hands. So, what do you want to talk about? Oh, uh, my favorite one was the the conversation that they're like they're at like the hangout restaurant party or whatever, and they're like, "What is like the alternate reality theory for this mean?" And he goes and explains like it's the whole point of the whole episode. And he just casually explains it to him, and it was my favorite thing. How the he's like pencil punching through the paper. Yeah, like how alternate realities and dimensions work to these like twelve-year-old kids, and they're like, "Yeah, it makes sense. Let's go make it work." Fantastic. I was a big fan of how. Um, I guess Katie can come back for this. Yes. Hey, back. Hey, perfect. So I was a big fan of how the kids used Dungeons and Dragons consistently as a means of understanding what was happening. Uh, so everything from calling it the Demigorgon to L flipping the board over at one point um, to having like Will consistently represented by the wizard character that he was playing, I thought was really fun uh, for the TV series and added an extra layer uh, to those of us who have ever done any sort of tabletop RPG. Yes. Just if you're going to understand the world through the lens of Dungeons and Dragons is probably the best way to do it. That's why those like lawful versus chaotic charts, they make those for everything now. <laughs> yeah. I do like me some D&D. What also really shows just how much kids reflect on what they encounter, regardless of it's fiction or not, and how they push that into reality as well. Which I think is true past a TV show. Yeah. I mean, if you think about when you were their age, what you imagined from like playing video games and how that translated into life in some way. Mm-hmm. Like I would always play Zelda in, in the woods and then my horse would be Epona and I didn't have a horse then. But call one of your horses Epona? No, because I didn't have one then. Yeah, I would gallop around on like a fake horse. Did you name your horse in the game after whatever horse you had in real life? No. Okay. Missed opportunity. It was always Epona. Just curious. Just like it's always Roach now. <laughs> but whenever I got some animal horses, they were always Epona. Yeah, so and I, I feel it- like this lens of seeing everything through D&D and just how they understood the world helped them kind of deal with whatever was getting thrown at them much, much better than the adults in the show. Yes, which is the funny thing because they were pretty, uh, you know, they were hesitant about it understandably but they were far more better put together than poor Monona Ryder at points or even uh, Jim Hopper um, or any of the other adults who were reluctant to understand what was actually occurring mm-hmm. I have to say that was probably one of my favorite things though because I ever since I was a kid I've always loved the parts in movies where the kids know something and the adults don't believe them and watching the kids try to get them to believe and as it's it like happened, Huck. 
like the the recruitment uh, from like Team Normal to Team Crazy. Like, how many people can you get onto Team Crazy? That that was my one of my favorite parts too. Yes, the show did that extremely well too. Yeah. Um, just kind of having that, even though it was occasionally a very scary thing that was going on, and actually is a scary thing that's going on once you realize it. There is still that sort of Spielberg era of mystery mm-hmm. surrounding it because we were seeing it through the lens of the kids and because they were playing things like Dungeons and Dragons and calling their science teacher a Saturday night to get information about it. Um, and there was a lot of just like that sort of friendship mechanic uh, evolving with Elle where she was becoming part of the group. So I think it does that very well, and that was one of the best features of it. And I even like how the teenagers uh, end up coping um, once, you know, Nancy and Steve are on, once Steve jumps on the train, I should say, uh, mm-hmm. not that literal train for Katie's benefit. Had a train. <laughs> Great. Um, I'm going to start going trains now. <laughs> that's I love a figurative train, train uh, upon which Steve jumps. It's the crazy train, I guess. Um, because it was also kind of very homage to the 80s where how the children handle it was very different than the teens' approach, which was to take certain actions in the house um, and take care of it that way. But then at the end of the day, they're still kids, so it's very easy for them to fall back into, okay, we 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 accept what's happening right now. We're going to need a bigger box. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. A bigger boat. <laughs> Bigger bear trap. A bigger everything. <laughs> bigger everything all the time. I do like uh, how the whole premise for the show is also kind of based in reality, making it kind of like, even though the actual content in the show is kind of crazy, it's a little believable, like, what if this actually happened? Because mm-hmm. it's built off of an actual historical thing. Is it? Yes, it is. Can you tell, uh, talk to us about that, Ben? Because I was hoping this would come up. So there's a... Uh, Back back around that time, like the government was doing experiments on people and like amplifying mind abilities or something like that. Okay, that that yeah. whole experimenting with yeah. developing mental so par- powers like actually happened. Okay, so that's how that kind of weaves into everything else. It was called the Montauk Project, I think. So if you want to actually have some nice creepy pasta that's real to go with your Stranger Things, nope. Google Montauk Project. It's M O N T A U K, um, and that's definitely something being referenced in the show. Nope. No. No. Katie <laughs> no. is noping like out. You're losing like me a, now. It's like a government thing, you know. It's like a they did this stuff down inside these labs underneath these buildings that didn't actually do anything like that kind of stuff no worse than the x-files or area 51 yeah Yeah. okay i'm i'm less nope now see you say x-files and then that theme song just starts to play in my head and i just get the shivers i get the shiver me timbers so there was one so funny this is how scared and it's funny because a lot of other things don't scare me but for some reason stupid stuff does and I was in Florida and we were at this restaurant and there was an X-Files pen, ping, or pinball machine. Mm-hmm. And I remember it had this alien that like came out of a toilet and it, it you know, it was just making funny noises, whatever pinball machines do. But for some reason, it scared the crap out of me. And I was petrified in the bathroom after that. So like, <laughs> I went back and like locked the door to my bathroom and wouldn't go inside and just, 
it scared me so much and I don't know why. I was the same and, way with that movie, The Blob. It came out of the shower and like I didn't take a shower for like three days after oh that. Oh my God. And my mom was like, no, this is not acceptable. You, you <laughs> get in that shower. You need to take a shower. Yes. We've already heard about me and the hands coming out of the chair and Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not going to revisit that childhood trauma again. You're missing all these key inside jokes, Katie. <laughs> it's not my fault! If you could have been irresponsible and watched the show instead of doing work and doing what you're supposed to because you're a good teacher. Or playing Destiny. That was my only day off. I know, I know. I'm, I'm pulling your leg. I could only watch. And plus, I couldn't finish the whole season. Yeah, you could. You'd so. be surprised. You um, how many days did you guys take to finish it? Two. Eight hours. <laughs> Eight hours. Yeah, two days for me. We, we I think Wasmit wins that one. Like, I started at around 12 while, while laundry was getting done. And then I finished around 8.30 or 9. I think I took a break to finish laundry and then eat. But that was pretty much it. Bravo. That's we, amazing. We made ourselves stop because we're like, we don't want to finish this in one day. It's too good to like be gone that quickly. Yeah, see, I made the mistake of not seeing how many episodes there were. So I just like got to the end of episode eight, which is the last one. And I was like, all right, next episode. Wait, what do you mean there is no next episode? And, That's what uh, happened when Jessica Jones was done. I was like, no, Jessica Jones. Come back. No, you're so good. But the good news is they did say they're coming back for season two. In 2017. Yeah, no, That's season two know. got confirmed like the first week that the show was out. Yes. Is I'm season so two excited. confirmed for Jessica Jones as well? Mm. Oh, yeah. Sweet. Yes. I thought so. I know they're doing Luke Cage, uh, but I know that there is a season two based on some tweets that brilliant Jessica Jones Twitter account sent out. I need more Jessica Jones in my life, too. I know. I kind of want to rewatch it, but I, I finished Jessica Jones in like two days. I can probably finish Stranger Things in two days. My parents, I recommended Stranger Things to my parents, which is a rare thing, but I went and recommended Stranger Things to my parents because I knew they would love it, and they finished it in three days, which is still super impressive because typically they only watch two episodes of anything per night, uh, so that means they doubled down at points, <laughs> or tripled down, I should say. Um, so it's definitely good. All right, so to kind of wrap things up, in this, we'll have to be intentionally vague again to prevent from spoiling Katie. But I want to talk about... I can cover our, my ears. I can cover she my can ears. cover her ears again if need be. I want to talk about our predictions for the next season of Stranger Things, which I'm predicting half-heartedly, not really. It's going to be called Strangest Things. I think that would be really funny. Graduate I thought that was going to be Stranger. my joke. I was going to be like, what do you guys think? This, the next season is going to be called Strangest Things, and then they're going to do a prequel called Just Strange Things? <laughs> yeah, we're going to have like the prequel, Strange Things, Stranger Things, Strangest Things, Strangest Things Ever will be the one that follows. Even more strange things. things. Hold on to your pants. It's about to get real strange in here. <laughs> Can you believe how strange these things have gotten over the past 10 seasons? I can't believe it's <laughs> the not things are really strange currently. So what are our predictions? Um, and if we think we're going to get into an explicitly spoilery area, we can have Katie cover her ears again. So I have a, I have a prediction. Okay. Here's my prediction. Okay. I, I predict that the, uh, the Demi Gorgon is actually a, um, a unicorn. Okay. And that the world is just, it doesn't, no, it doesn't really exist. Nothing exists. Uh, except this unicorn and Sebastian, my cat. Okay. okay. 
Sebastian, huh? <laughs> and together, the unicorn and Sebastian, they just think of these things and they come to fruition. And that's, that's it. I love Baz and all, but I'm pretty sure the unicorn demigorgon would eat him. <gasps> but no, Baz is too cute. You should see him right now. He's all stretched out on the couch. It's going to okay, stop. He's too cute. He's it's too like, cute. I can't do yeah, this. Yeah, the, the demigorgon unicorn and Baz are, are best friends. Wait, the demigorgicorn. The oh, demigorgicorn and Bazu Bear are just friends. <gasps> That's, oh, my goodness. The cuteness is going to cause me to explode. Get gorg. The demigorgicorn. And the Bazoo Bear. And the Bazoo Bear. That's my prediction. And then everything is happy. And that's it. Yeah. It's all rainbows and butterflies. Yeah. So, Ben, what's your prediction? uh, Unicorns are cool and and cats are cool. But what if they did a crossover with, like, Metal Gear Solid or something, you know? (laughs) Yeah, like Big Boss hiding inside a cardboard box. And he actually just... He hugs all of the monsters to death, and then everyone's happy, and they go and have sandwiches by themselves, uh, and and they have a good time. And they show and him the, the wonders of Egos. Exactly, they all become friends over their love of frozen uh, waffles. waffles, and Delicious. they 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 hang out under a tree, and they have a fun time. And humans and monsters live together forever. They play D anD D, and it's a good time. I like it, Moaz. My prediction is. That this goes full on and it accepts its role as the prequel to Parks and Rec. And then we discover that Jonathan changes his name to Ronald Swanson, Ronald Ulysses Swanson. Yes! And grows a mustache after their friendly neighborhood teacher, Mr. Clark. And boom, the circle is complete. Yes. And in order to protect the land where all of this occurred... They turn it into a national park and annex their small town, um, but eventually it becomes known as Eagleton. And then the small town to the south becomes Pawnee down the hill. And then the park is the woods where everything occurred in the Stranger Things series. Could Eleven be a child Leslie Nope? Eleven might be Leslie Nope's. No, she's too... She's too old to be Leslie's mom, but she's she about the L- age. L- yeah. She Leslie. <gasps> oh, the connection oh is there. Oh, it's it is. There. Guys, I think we're onto something. We cracked the code. If we we're, keep connecting things, it'll make the most sense. We're on to you, Duffer Brothers. Backing up your claims with evidence. I'm doing like the eye fingers and the point right now. So just in case you can't hear it. That's what I'm doing to the Duffer Brothers right now. You're my eyes and fingers. You're doing doing the eye finger point thing. I don't know what the word for that is, but that's what I'm doing. I'm coming for you thing. Yeah, I'm watching you. Well, uh, that's all the time we have for today. Uh, As always, I've been Robin, and you can find me on Twitter at a Robin Miller. I've been a confused Katie, and you can follow me on Twitter at EdBizzyB, and I'm going to watch Stranger Things soon, I promise. I've been an excited Moaz, and you can follow me on Twitter at Moazimus. I got rid of the underscore prime, so now it's just at Moazimus. I'm just Ben Janka, and you can find me on Twitter at Ben Janka. If you like what you've heard, uh, consider contacting us. You can find us on Twitter at FOTGCast. 
And you can also send us an email at flavorofthegeekcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, we accept responses to things we've covered along with questions. Um, and you can visit our site at flavorofthegeekcast.com to get a sense of what's coming. And as always, you can find us on your favorite podcasting platforms, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Uh, please, please, please rate and review us. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you. Keep it real. It's like I always, I always call the uh, the George Foreman girls Mike Tyson's. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's like an odd, like you don't have to that's associate. That's perfect for grilling your ears grill. on. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta go throw the burger on the Mike Tyson. <laughs>